knowing that uh, God brought them through and God helped. And here we are uh, starting our 40 days of fire and I, I thought, well, this is sort of our first Sunday back. It's kind of a refocus of, in the new year and this first month and um, we will be having several of our men that will be speaking on Wednesdays and, and they're going uh, just feeling, Lord, what can we do and where are we and, and what, how do we approach this year and prayer and refocusing our attention. Of course, we are thankful uh, it's a happy new year, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't see fireworks this year, uh, except uh, I guess they were on television. I didn't even stay up to watch them. If they were, I didn't see them. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things. I, you, you, you say, well, you know, it's, it's different and everything's different. And I know my dad <clears throat> spoke about uh, the the Lord uh, is had to fight the devil, and we talk about the enemy and fighting the enemy and all of those things. And so I thought of the verse in the very beginning, in Genesis the third chapter, verse fourteen and fifteen, where it says, "And the Lord God said unto the serpent, this was cursing the serpent after the fall of Adam and Eve." Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above all every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust thou shalt eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. So it's the Lord's fault that the devil hates us. Because he said, I'm going to make you antagonistic. I'm going to make your hatred. I'm going to put hostility. Now you say, well, is it hostility from me or from the devil or from the seed? And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So this battle that we're fighting, and I know, you know, we say, well, this is going to be a better year. The nations are... I, I saw a blurb that Israel's already got 12% of their population vaccinated. A lady that used to be in the church in uh, Arkansas, Vivian Fort, texted me and this past week, and she's in a nursing home now, and, and uh, she said, well, I got my first dose of the vaccine. They were doing the nursing home where she was, and she said, my arm's a little sore, but I'm doing good. I asked Sister Vicki Hitchcock. She got her first dose. So here we are. And yet they told Sister Vicki, uh, it doesn't matter that you got a dose of the vaccine or not. You still can't go see your husband. And uh, so I don't know. Where are we? What's going on? And, that, you know, I know, as I said, Israel uh, has their aggressive campaign to vaccinate everybody so that they can open up their borders by the end of March or April. And uh, you know, hallelujah, it's gonna be all better by then. And it's gonna be all fixed. I don't know if it'll be all fixed. I want you to understand 
that we're always going to be in a battle of some sort. It may not be the coronavirus 19, whatever, but we have not, you know, it's not going to be once it's cured, then it's going to be never a fight. There's always going to be a fight to keep me from praying, to keep me from worshiping, to keep me out of the house of God, to keep me from reading the word, to keep me. Say, well, once we get coronavirus whipped, then it'll all be better. There'll always be something. There'll always be some fight. Somebody didn't speak to me. Somebody didn't shake my hand. Somebody didn't hug my neck. Somebody, something. I just don't feel like it this morning. I, huh? Never had to battle that before. We've all had to battle it. And this early morning prayer, uh, you know, I... I love fasting. I love getting up, setting the alarm and rolling out of bed, spending a little, you know, driving in the cold. I love that. Huh? My flesh is no different than anybody else's. This is why, you know, and and, and you don't have to come here, but you know, whether it's at home It's not going to be easy. There's always going to be something. But oh, here it is. The battle has been waged. And the Lord said, I'm going to put that enmity. But, 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 that's not the end of the story. God said, I will put hatred there. But then in Jeremiah, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. Not me. I didn't make the new covenant. The Lord made the new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day when I took them out of the land of Egypt, which covenant they broke, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. This is the covenant that I I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and I will be their God. And they shall be my people and shall teach everyone his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. What are you saying? I'm saying God's willing to do his part. Oh yeah, he put enmity. But oh, I'm so thankful that he's still able to forgive sins. He's still able to heal. He's still able to touch the broken heart. He's still able to deliver. Oh, six times in those few verses, the Lord says what he's going to do. He may have started the battle, but he's going to give us the power and the tools and the strength. I don't know whether we'll be online or what we'll be doing, but we're going to be able somehow to continue praising and worshiping and magnifying almighty God if they limit us to 10 and we have to meet 10 by 10 by 10 by 10 
If something else happens and it's all online, I don't know. I, I understand, you know, that we've heard it all this year. It's okay to, it's okay if you come to church as long as you sit apart and we've got all the rows blocked off. And it's okay if you don't sing loud. And it... What's going to happen? I don't know. But one thing I do know, the Lord is still in control of all of this. And I'm my faith and my hope and my trust is in Him. That's not the only verses in the Old Testament. In Ezekiel, He said the same thing. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake which you've profaned among the heathen, whether you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which you have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all the countries. I will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water Water on you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness from all your idols will I cleanse you a new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put in you I will take out your stony heart of flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh I will put my spirit in you I will cause you to walk in my statue twelve times God says I'm going to take care of this say well I don't know I don't know if I can live for God I don't know if I can take it I am so you know, I'm so overwhelmed I'm so I want you to know if you'll let God is able to have surgery this morning and take away all the fear and all the anxiety and all of the stress you say oh are you telling me that I won't have to worry no I'm telling you there's always going to be something to worry about but I know why worry when you can pray trust Jesus he will somehow oh well what happens if my job is shipped overseas what happens if I don't know but one thing I do know is God is still in control this is a battle he's got to go and he hasn't lost the battle yet starting the new year with prayer fasting helps focus our attention toward God and our dependence towards God it's our willingness to meet, to admit our neediness and our weakness. We need God to help us. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. You know, and I know sometimes people say, well, I prayed, I prayed, you know, I prayed everything I prayed. I went down the list and thank you, you're giving me a list. I can pray, 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 that's it. That's fine, that's good, that's a start. This is a start, but at some point you got to get real before God. God, I need you to work on me. I need you to touch my mind, my heart, my emotions. I, I'm being besought by fear, stress, anxiety, whatever it is. Depression, whatever it is. Why? Because in this hour, we see the enemy is running rampant and doing what he can to overwhelm folks. You know? It's kind of amazing. You know, I've, 
I've heard people say, well, I prayed and God didn't answer my prayer. And because God didn't answer my prayer, I, 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 and I'm thinking maybe the Lord was trying to work on your humility or your submission. Huh? And I, and I, and I, and I feel like, and I just think, and I, You remember, it's a bunch of stories in the Bible about the guy that says, thank God I'm not like everybody else. And the other one that just says, Lord, be merciful. I need you. That's what this prayer is all about. That's what prayer and fasting is all about. His Lord, I need you. We need you. Our nation needs you. Our country, my family needs you. I need you in every part of my life. Oh, you say, well, you know, if God's not going to, let me tell you, the Lord, you want to call it that? Jesus didn't get his last prayer answered. Read it very carefully. He prayed, oh God, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to die. And let me pray, tell you, he wasn't praying, and Lord, it would be nice if I didn't have to. He was earnest, folks. He was intense. He prayed so hard that he sweat drops of blood. And then finally, the flesh got the reality. Not my... You say, oh, well, <laughs> you don't understand. I prayed and God didn't answer. I'm, I'm through trying. I'm through praying. I'm through. I got to pray through till I say, not my. <laughs> well, pastor, you going to preach to Muppets this year? I don't know. I don't know if I'll be preaching to puppets or muppets or whatever again this year. I would have, you'd have told me 43 years ago that there would be a time when I'd do that for months on end. I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. Right. Right. But I did it 2020. I don't know what's going to happen. But one thing I do know is the guy that said, let there be light and said, let the worlds exist is still in control. I don't know what we're going to face this year. But one thing I do know is I know whose hands are still in control of everything that's going on. And I just need to get myself in line with him. Lord, whatever you're doing, whatever you need me to do, whatever you want me to do, open the door, make the way. I'm willing Lord because my faith my trust my hope my strength is in you I don't know what's going on Amen. talked to brother Collins this morning and you know he was scheduled for surgery and then he had COVID and then they tested him about five times for COVID and then they postponed the surgery now he's got surgery for January the 11th and then they called him and told him well the surgeon hurt his hand I don't know if he was skiing or walking his dog or what. So he's got to go this week to now check a new doctor to see if he'll like that doctor. I don't know what's going on. But one thing I do know, if the Lord shuts that door, we're just going to keep believing God. If he goes and the new doctor works fine, hallelujah, what I know is that we serve a God who is able to shut 
doors, open doors, change things around. That's the kind of God I serve. You say, well, but it didn't always work the way I thought it was going to work. No, I, 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 I confess. I prayed for people. I prayed for a lot of folks this year that I ended up having to preach funerals for. And I didn't want to. And I didn't believe I should. And I, but you know what? I still have faith. God, you know what's going on. You know what's happening. I don't understand it. But somehow, Lord, I know you do. And, and I mentioned to the, these men this morning in Deuteronomy, the 17th chapter, about how the, uh, Moses told the kings, when you get a king, and there were five things there about, you know, the five things that he said, I don't want the kings to do. You don't choose one for yourself. It's not a democracy. I choose it, said the Lord. Then he said, I don't want them to multiply horses. That's power, might. I can do it. I can handle it. I can make the right decision. I Listen, I, I want to tell you something. When you act like you're king of your castle and I can handle it all and I can do it all, you've already messed up because in that world, you've got to be able to still say, Lord, I need you every day. I need you in our home. I need you in our family. I need your help and strength. Then he said, I don't want you to run to Egypt. <laughs> don't want you to run to Egypt after that's where your security is. Oh, well, I can always go to the store. They've always got toilet paper. <laughs> right? I can always go to the... Huh? Think about it. I'll never forget the first day that I, I was going by... Costco's and Sam's and all of a sudden they go, sorry, there's a line out here. I said, a line from what? We only allow 25%. We have to key you in, number you out. And I said, well, that's stupid. I'm not going to stand in that line. So I went to Costco's. The line was longer. <laughs> so, well, I'll come to Newark. And bo and behold, they're doing it in Newark. What are you saying? Oh, I, I, I know where my safety is. I don't need to pray for daily bread. I can go to Kroger. I can go to Giant Eagle. I can go to wherever, Aldi. Let me tell you something. This year should have taught us, yeah. Lord, I, we need you in every day yeah. of our life. We need your presence. We need your help. We don't know what tomorrow may hold, but one thing we do know is our faith and our trust is in you. It doesn't, the relationship don't matter. The silver and gold, the, he made them copy the word. Get your intellect the intellectual arrogance of I can do it by myself. He said, I want the king to write out the whole Bible. What do you say? If there was ever a time, we need to say, Lord, I know I'm thankful for giving. I'm thankful for all of you that have been giving and faithful. But that's what stewardship is about. It's about saying, Lord, you are the one that's given to me. I'm giving back to you. That's, I am a steward. It's not my money. It's not my mental ability. It's not my power. It's not by my might nor by my power. But I need God. That's what this is all about. I need God. I need God. I need God. Yes, Lord. And every day, oh, 
This year should have taught us that. You would think everybody, you'd think the churches would be out in the parking lot. Today, you would think people would be saying, Lord, we don't know what the, what's going on. And I understand, you know, it's amazing how quickly we forget children of Israel, plagues, <laughs> miracles, <laughs> boom, big clouds and wind blows and walk through the Red Sea. Pharaoh's armies drown. They sing songs of victory and not 50 days later, they're dancing around a golden calf saying, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. Thank God for Merck and Pfizer and all the vaccine people. Save the day. Huh? 50 days. And they're dancing around a golden calf that they fashioned with their own hands. What's amazing about the story is when you get to the 34th chapter, Moses, in the 33rd chapter, you know, the Lord tells him, he says, you know, 32nd, 33rd chapter, the Lord says, you better go down there. You're in the presence of God. You better go down there. there I'm going to kill them all. And Moses says, oh, Lord, don't kill them. It's okay. I'll stand in the gap. He does that, makes it right. You remember? And he goes down with the two tables of stone. Remember that the Lord had carved. And he gets so mad, he busts them. Broke all ten commandments in one. One time. Bam. The original ten commandments. So he's mad. He then breaks up the golden calf. And he's so mad, he makes them drink it. Uh, you talk about rubbing their nose in it. <clears throat> now drink that gold that you. It's a whole story about worship. And I, I don't, I could preach a whole sermon on it and I know my time's 11 o'clock. But you know, a lot of people say, I like to clap and sing, and I like to sing. I don't like to hear the word. I don't like to preach. I don't want to hear preaching. I don't want to have to pray. I would rather just worship. Because I could worship to Ohio State football. You know, woo, go Bucks. Yeah, come on. Take that, Trevor. How'd you like them apples? We just nailed your hide to the carpet. Five. Ooh, ha, 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 ha. That's praise. And that's good. Yes, praise, praise, praise. But there's something about worship when you humble yourself and say, I need you, Lord, where it becomes personal to me. It's not, I, I, yes, we praised and I love to praise and I love to dance and I love, but it's something a whole other level when it becomes worship. Read what happened in Exodus. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there to Moses and proclaimed the name of the Lord and the Lord passed by before him. And here's what his name was. The Lord, 
the Lord merciful and gracious and long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. That first word there is has said it is mercy, it is kindness, it is the mercy of God. What it means is he goes on keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that while will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children under the third and fourth generation, Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. What are you saying? I don't know what this year is going to hold, but one thing I want to do is worship. I want to be able to say, Lord, Brother Rogers said it when he called me and gave me the news of his wife. The Lord giveth the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's not easy. It's not something you do in the natural. It's your wife, someone you've lived with. How many years? Oh, but I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. In Deuteronomy, Moses told him again, Know therefore that I am the Lord thy God. He is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and his commandments to a thousand generations. He said, oh yeah, sin will transfer second generation, third generation, yeah. But you know what? We can break the curse of sin. But there's something that transfers for not just one generation or two or three, but a thousand generations is something that is called the mercy and the grace and the kindness of Almighty God. What a privilege it is to know that God is faithful. God will do what he said he will do. He is able. Jonah said it like this. Whenever Jonah, he went through the whale, he went through everything. And he preached to the Ninevites and then lo and behold, and he didn't like them. They were Assyrians. They were bad people. The Assyrians were horrible. They were mean. They were brutal. And Jonah watched them repent. And you know what? Jonah got mad about the fact that they repented. And Jonah said these words. It displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry and he prayed unto the Lord. You ever prayed when you're very angry? Jonah did. And he said, I pray thee, O Lord, I told you so. I knew before I left for Tarshish that you were a gracious God and a merciful God, slow to anger, of great kindness. What are you saying? Even in his anger, he remembered how good God was. Even when he was so frustrated at the fact he had tried to run from God, he had tried, but he kept remembering, I knew how good and kind 
God is. I knew how good God was. David said it. Have mercy when he said, and he wrote his Psalms 51. If you want to read a Psalm of repentance, how did he start that Psalm? He said, have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. What are you saying? That's where real worship is. Lord, I need you to wash us. Cleanse our nation. Cleanse us, Lord. Wash us. Wash our hearts. Wash our minds. As a people, I don't think we've learned all of our lessons. I, I know I would have thought after such a, a plague as we've had over after such a coronavirus, after seeing things shut down, after seeing the shortages, after going to stores and told to walk one way, after all that we've been through. Would have thought everybody would have been ready to repent. I don't know. Not me to judge anybody else. But this year, I want to begin it saying, Lord, I need you. I'm thankful for your mercy. I'm thankful for your mercy. Oh, it didn't feel like mercy a lot today. When I got a call this morning, text from Brother Rich Stratton about his father, I thought, Lord, the first Sunday, come on. And I said, Lord, you were merciful to Brother Stratton. How kind you are. He didn't know even that Sister Stratton had passed away. Maybe that reunion will be the first time he realizes, wow, made it to the other side. You say, but pastor, didn't, wasn't the what you wanted. No, it wasn't what I wanted. You know what? He is still a good God. A merciful God. Slow to anger. He forgives so much iniquity. I got so many iniquities. He washes so many sins. And I got so many. That's what this prayer, 40 days of fire is all about. Lord, we need you this year. We need your mercy. We need your grace. I, I don't know what we're going to face this year. But I do know who holds this year whether we make it to the end of the year I don't know if I'll be preaching in 2022 I don't know I don't know but one thing I do know is God is faithful God is merciful God is gracious and God is still in control we're going to proclaim my dad talked about proclaiming the word we're going to proclaim it God you're full of mercy. You're full of grace. You're full of power. I don't know what else to say, but Lord, you are still able. You are still able to heal. I didn't want to have here last night at three in the morning that Brother Bill Hitchcock had been transferred. You know what? God is still good. He's still merciful. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Great is your mercy.